Hello, consumed friend. I have a special little snack for you. It's a mini episode with my intern, Cal Poly University student Sophia Pattison. She'll be sharing a series of three episodes on Consumed this fall, and I couldn't be happier to open the airwaves. Sophia embodies many of a journalist's best qualities, but my favorite is her curiosity. She follows the subjects that genuinely interest her, and that is so great to have on the podcast. I think you'll enjoy what she has to say. Without further ado, here's Consumed with Sophia Pattison. Hi, I'm Sophia Pattison, a fourth-year journalism student at Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. And at Consumed, I'm an intern under Jamie Lewis. I'm combining my love for multimedia production with the world of food journalism and the vibrant culinary scene here on the Central Coast. So this is Consumed with me, Sophia Pattison. Welcome and thank you for listening. If you've ever noticed flashy green vests and helmets zoom past you on the streets of San Luis Obispo, you've probably been passed by what Cal Poly students call a quickie flasher. It sounds dirty, but I promise it isn't. Quickie is a student-run delivery service. Founded in 2021 by childhood friends Will Tregenza and Matthew Menno, Quickie began in their garage and has been built from the ground up with the mission to deliver college essentials, typically found at convenience stores, within the 10 minutes it takes to get in the car and drive to the nearby Rite Aid. This all started when co-founder Will Tregenza spent a weekend down in Isla Vista. The Santa Barbara College town had already taken advantage of the local and large demand for quick electric scooter delivery services. This inspired business major Will to take matters into his own hands back and slow. Behind the scenes, a staff of students fill a variety of positions, from writing pickup lines on each of the delivery bags to engineering software that built their website and app. They've hired a strong team of Cal Poly students to take on every task at Quickie. I sat down with Will to learn more about the Quickie way and how these Cal Poly students are running a business that capitalizes on college life. Can you give me the background of how it started? What, what really sparked this idea? Yeah, so I was a freshman in 2020, COVID year, stuck in the dorms, like literally 23 hours a day. It wasn't that fun, but I experienced to the extremities what Cal Poly has to offer, especially when you're stuck on campus and especially when they're limiting you to what they're, they have to offer. So I had Vista Grande, I had 24-hour subway, library was closed, nothing was open, no cars on campus. I did DoorDash every once in a while. I ordered from Insomnia Cookies. I did all of that. Never used GoPuff, but I know it's a little bit more popular now than it was then. But I spent an arm and a leg on food delivery services, was frustrated with that. After my freshman year, I fully experienced the food desert on Cal Poly's campus, not having a lot of options. Was down in Isla Vista visiting my friend who goes there and was just walking around like Del Playa and just saw these people ripping past on scooters, wearing red hoodies, and it just said snag on their hoodie. And I asked my buddy, I was like, hey, what is that? He's like, oh, they just deliver stuff like really fast. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Why don't I try and bring that to slow? So immediately, and I remember this vividly, like getting into slow, going to my house in slow, getting there, running upstairs to my buddy, Matt. We've always been looking for a business idea. And I was like, this is a good idea. Let's try and reach out to these guys. So we reached out to Snag, sent them an email, and just didn't hear anything back from them. We also did some research, found out there was another competitor called Duffel. Duffel was actually the leader in this 10-minute delivery service to college students specifically. Got an email back from their CMO, a guy named Rob Dong, and 
he just responded and said, hey, we're looking at slow, we're interested in it, but for the meantime, real estate isn't really gonna work out for now, or we're looking for real estate, so nothing planned currently. And so we were like, okay, doors open, green means go, let's do it. I literally think that exact same day, Quickie came up, like that was the name immediately. Basically, we started Quickie, in a garage on the end of Loomis Street. In this garage, we literally had a cabinet to start and a fridge. The weirdest part was bringing employees into a garage to work. Just like an interesting environment. And honestly, I think that's my favorite time of Quickie is just looking back and like, like I didn't even live at that house at the time, but it would just be funny because the roommates would just be coming out, hanging out while we're working. There's just students all in there just, and there's music bumping. Very interesting vibes, but very, we set a computer up in there. It's like an HQ, but no insulation, no heating. So in the winter, it gets super cold in there. So we actually bought space heaters and drilled them into the ceiling. We were like <laughs> doing everything we could to make this work before we had to pay rent. So I first found out about you guys because I lived on the corner of Loomis and Buena Vista. And I knew what was kind of going on in that house. You guys moved from starting in that house to getting an HQ on Taft Street. What was the process of that? How has that helped you? So the start of it, like I said, in that garage, and it was actually really unideal. That was like what we had to offer. We didn't have to pay rent for that, so it worked. We were actually delivering here, where we are currently, which is under Bishop's Peak. So you're looking at on a scooter to this address or anywhere out, like past end of Foothill, like a 15 minute delivery ride. We were like, no, but we'll deliver in 10. It'll happen somehow. The garage was, yeah, unideal. It's on the edge of the delivery radius. For Quickie's business model work, you want to be as centered as possible. You want to be a very small radius, just as many people like crammed into that delivery radius as possible. So what did work was being very close to Yakatutu, very close to Sierra Madre, very close to Yosemite, all of those dorms. And dorms order a lot from Quickie's. But the issue actually was finding real estate. So Really, like realistically, the only spot that would work was the spot we got. The biggest thing that that helped with was actually product selection and pricing. So previously, every single product on Quickie was bought from like Vons or Target or Costco. We were going there, filling up five carts and making a cashier's day terrible. The amount of people that would be like, big frat party tonight, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it was driving us crazy going in and doing that every two days. It would just be stressful. Target started to hate us. Vaughn started to hate us. We'd like place online orders and they'd refund half of it because they didn't want to do it. And so it was a mess. The solution to that would be wholesale, but when you're in a garage, wholesalers won't drop off. Like a residential address, they won't deliver to. They have a big semi truck. They can't do that. So this is why we wanted a commercial, like a real, like a storefront. So once we got it, our margins actually went up like 10% immediately, which is huge, massive for the business as a whole. And then the other thing was just product selection expanded like drastic. I think we had at max a hundred products on the quickie store and it went up to 300 to 400, wow. just like that. I wanted to ask what you think is so important about keeping this business student run and you guys employ a lot of students, but not only are you giving people these part-time jobs, but you're kickstarting communication, engineering, and business careers. The face of a peer when you get an order dropped off is just so much more comfortable. And I don't know, it's just normal to see a student give you the order instead of like a 40-year-old DoorDash guy. The biggest thing about having it be student-run is we want it to be tied in to the campus that Quickie operates at. So we have plans to bring Quickie to other schools. And at each school, 
all the way up through management is going to be students at that school. So there's not going to be this corporate feel to it. We want it to stay local. We want it to be tied into what's going on at school. So for example, there's St. Friday's Day goes on. We have a merch drop ready for that. We know what the school, what events happen, and we can then market towards it and we can then serve the students better. Yeah, not only do you guys capitalize off of the idea of college essentials and the need that college students have, but you capitalize off of college life, which I think is really cool. Can you tell me about how Quickie got into paying for frat parties? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. This is an idea that I was just brainstorming, like marketing ideas, what we could do to kind of get a lot of buzz going around about Quickie. I'm just scrolling through my old notes and I was like, oh, this is a good one. Quickie pays you Dage. Um, It's got a nice ring to it. And literally it was the fraternity that spends the most money on Quickie in a week or whatever time frame gets a party paid for by us. So we gave $1,000 to the winning fraternity. Let's see, who were the two? It was ZBT and Capsig combined. They just, like, that's our record week in Quickie history just because they went crazy with it. There was an incentive to make the biggest order ever. And on the biggest order ever, we sent four delivery people with all wow. with two backpacks each. Also for another quickie party, um, it was sponsored by Woodstocks and Red Bull. How does that happen? How do you go from, one, it's one thing to have such a, a local or college town brand like Woodstocks, but how do you get Red Bull to sponsor you to throw a party? I actually had Kaya Aldridge, who has started his own company called Traveling House. He's got like DJs and a collective of DJs that he like well, promote, and then they get to do a set at these parties. So he reached out to me, and he was like, let's do a collab party. I personally love house music, so I was like, this is awesome. Let's do it. The Woodstock sponsorship was actually through Kaya. He has already been working with them on a few other things. So that came together really quickly. They were just willing to sell pizza at this party, um, interested in doing it. Everyone loves Woodstock's pizza. And then the Red Bull was my friend, actually, who lived across the hall from me my freshman year, Dylan Wilson. He's actually a Red Bull rep at Cal Poly. Not like crazy sponsorship from either Woodstock's or Red Bull, but still very cool to have all of these brands come together and be in one spot just from this other brand that I created in literally my living room. And I think it enhances the experience for whoever's coming to your party. It's not a regular backyard stage. It's your, you feel there's something big going on there and it makes you keeps your eyes open for what's happening and then that introduces them to Quickie and everything. Can you tell me about how you guys write on every bag, every delivery? What, who's doing that? How did that start? What do you think that adds to your customer's experience? The first Quickie bag was like the thank you casual plastic bag not very sustainable and just kind of sucks so the writing on the bag initially was just the name then i started writing pickup lines on it and then i was like wait the branding works very well with quickie to do like sexual innuendos sex sells things like that our motto is damn that's fast which is also dtf at the same time the subtle funny jokes that just make someone smile a little bit turned into like People ordering just because they wanted the message on the bag, not because they wanted the products. It started with pickup lines, slowly turned into just being whatever you can think of in the moment because you have an order coming in every 30 seconds. We actually just, we just started interviewing for Expos and we had an interview today and part of the interview process was running around the store, grabbing products and writing two bags as fast as possible. And we have a timer there and we're both watching you. That's stressful, but that's how it is. Will plans to graduate this year just as his co-founder Matt did last spring, but the quickie dream does not end with a diploma. 
The two plan to expand to new campus locations within the next year. Really, the race right now is getting to campus before anyone else does, and there's a lot of campuses, so the door is wide open. When we're ready to expand, we're just going to rapidly do it and make the jump. But yeah, the mission is to be at as many campuses as possible, bring the Quickie brand and the Quickie vibes to every campus that we can. For more information about the delivery service, visit quickiedelivery.app or on their Instagram at quickiedeliveryco. That is all for this episode of the Consumed Podcast. I hope you enjoyed diving into the story of Quickie's impact on San Luis Obispo and the impact the college town has had on them just as much as I have. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Sophia Patterson. If you're interested in following the work of Sophia Patterson and her guests, visit the website at letsgetconsumed.com and click episodes for links and handles. And if you want to hear more casual conversations with eaters, drinkers, thinkers, and makers on California's Central Coast and beyond, you'll find five years worth on the website too, as well as a sign up for the Consumed newsletter. Okay, until next time, this is Jamie Lewis. Thanks for listening.